22-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Wide again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Welcome back to another edition of the Boston Sports Extra podcast. My name is Justin Gonzalez. Alongside here is uh, Kyle Porchi. And in the background, we have Anthony Crisanti and our very special guest with us today is Gabrielle from WP, WTP Sports and Girl at the Game. What is up, everybody? Hi. What's going on? What's going on? What's up, What's guys? Up, everybody? How you doing? I thought you were going to be on mute. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a show jam-packed with Red Sox stuff and things and things and stuff. So uh, let's get right into it because we got a lot to go over, guys. Um on the heels of that sick win yeah yeah so we're recording this on a uh what's today i don't even know what today is wednesday wednesday, wednesday the 29th it's it's uh 10 on the east coast here so uh right after right after that two game uh marlin series uh weird series weird series but we'll get into that in a second um so i want to start off with the rays um so it was it was not pretty it was a sweep and we're going to go over this real quickly uh, because, you know, we, we got a lot to go over, like I said. Um, so I just want to hit on a few spots here, okay? Um, J.D. Martinez overtook uh, Mookie Betts for the overall average. I don't know if that's still – it's not. Not no more. Betts went three for five, I believe, tonight. He's hitting over 340. Gosh. That he is just so MVP-ish. Um, it's just unbelievable, you know? Actually – He's the he now has five games this season with three plus hits, three or more RBIs, and three or more runs scored. And no player in MLB has more than three games like that, and he has five. Yeah, that's that's I mean that that really says it all, you know. Even, uh, though, he, even though he was hitting you know one seventy five in the last like ten days, yeah. and struck twenty three percent of his plate appearances, he's still in charge of like everybody. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's it's. It's basically it's him, and then it's JD, and then it's everybody else after that. Uh, Mike Trout can really help it because he's he's injured, but I, even still, I mean, you, you know, the, the kind of season Mike Trout was having, um, you know, Mookie Betts is just having just a, a, much a, better. It really is. It really is better. Um, and his you know, initial no, speak for himself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, no bias. You know what I mean? No bias. But uh, he's the best player on the planet. Um, so I, I want to go over uh, Eovaldi. Eovaldi hasn't looked like the same guy that we had in the last two starts uh, since we got him. Uh, he had four innings pitched, eight hits, five earned runs, five strikeouts. Uh, he now has a 3.94 ERA and a 2-2 two and two record with the Sox. Um, are you guys worried at all about uh, what, I guess, what what kind of pitcher you're going to get out of him uh, in the in the in the next starts or so in the next month i I, I feel that like 
when he since he came on and joined this team, like he did, he had a really good first two starts, and everyone's like, oh, like the inconsistencies might be over. Like he might have found his groove because again, this is a contract year, but. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's any mechanical issues, any just sort of stress, what ha- what have you. He just looks like a complete different pitcher, and yeah. it's it's a little disconcerting. But at the same time, you you don't really expect him to be a starter in the postseason anyway. I don't feel like he has a starting position in the postseason. I feel like he'd be a great long reliever, but I don't know. I, I guess it's just something to keep an eye out. So what's? Go ahead, Gabriel. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, first of all, like we all, I think we all saw like Pedro was in town, came to town to work with Evaldi. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He like called, he like called Cora and he's like, I see something wrong with Evaldi and like I'm coming. <laughs> Which for starters, like I just, that kind That's of stuff awesome. makes me so happy. It's like you're yeah. a Red Sox of life. Like Pedro didn't even finish his career with the Red Sox and he's just like, oh yeah, I see something wrong with this guy. Like, I'm on a plane. I'm there. I'm coming. Like, I'm doing that. So dope. And, I know. And like that's just like my heart just like bursts when that kind of stuff happens. But like I agree. I don't think he's a starter in the postseason. Like, God forbid one of our, you know, regular starters like can't do it. Like at least he's available. Like he's like a like I th- I see him more as like a Velasquez where he can kind of do what needs to be done. Like, yeah, yeah. Velasquez hasn't been good the last like week. But aside yeah. from that, we've used him as a long reliever we've used him as a starter for the first like four months of the season he they were six no in his starts in his yeah. games like i i see Yavaldi like coming back from that but at the same time like look we got him from the rays i think he had two tommy john surgeries like mm-hmm. anyone who expected him to actually continue to be a guy who's going seven scoreless frames every single game is out of their skulls we got mm-hmm. him for Jalen beaks like this was not some kind of coup that like we got Nathan Eovaldi. Like, yeah, he happened to be great his first two starts. We just need him to be, like, not Drew Pomeranz. Yeah. You know? well, like, I think functional. We can't, yeah. like, we can't expect him to be, like, oh, now we have a second Chris Sale or whatever. We just need that, him right. to be better. Right. I think I think the end all be all for any pitcher that we have is to not be like Drew Pomeranz. That's a very good point. Um but no, I, I agree with everything that you said. Uh, you know, look, it, it's kind of a good problem to have because, you know, the the starters may not be the best outside of Chris Sale, but, you know, the, it could be we could be in a lot worse of a situation. Um, you know, my my playoff rotation would probably consist of Chris Sale, David Price, uh, Porcello and Eduardo Rodriguez, um, which, again, would push. Uh, Eovaldi to the bullpen, you know, I guess he, he kind of has to be the odd man out, but, um, yeah, I mean, he would, he would, he would, he would have to, he would have to be in that, um, that long, that long relief role. Um, unless something happens with, with David Price, with this, uh, injury, he took a, he took a, a line, uh, a line drive right to the wrist, 102 miles an hour. He is making his next start, Cora said. Um, so we'll see though. I mean, you know, who knows how he's going to pitch after, after getting injured. Um, came back negative, but that of course yeah. means. I mean, not right. Yeah, it, it could still affect him. He could still have pain, even though the X-rays came back negative. Um, You're talking about bruising. He's yeah. such a fragile flower, you know. Allergies, <laughs> Fortnite, carpal tunnel, Yankees. I, you know, I I don't read too much into the Fortnite thing, but I mean the other the other things. I I don't know. I mean, you know. 
I feel look, like look, the Fortnite's just a rouse. Just just something like the media's gonna hate on me. Why not give them something to hate about? Wait, yeah. I thought we liked David Price on this podcast. I I like I, like I, David love, I love I love David I'm Price. Starting to like him. Yeah. No, and you know what? Like in the top sell though. I mean, I I hold my players to like I I have a David Ortiz pillow on my bed, so like I I hold my players <laughs> to very high standards. Yeah. No, I did not buy it for myself. My boyfriend bought me that as a present. So. It's a good present. You can't go wrong with that. No, it's um, just not that who went and bought herself a David Ortiz pillow. Like it was a gift. Last yeah um but no i mean you know i don't know it's just kind of been like a really kind of awkward season with david price um I, I love the guy to death but you know uh the media isn't really helping him out a whole lot uh there's a lot of resistance there uh and you know i i don't i don't know i don't know i i just i i, I try to i try to look at what he does in the field and that's all i'm you know that's all you uh, can do uh, that's all I'm here for. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not here to see if he's a good guy or not. I'm here to see if he does a good job on the field, and that's about it. For um, me, it was the Eckersley thing, really, just like kind of. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I just, that just like puts a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. Like, and also it's just like, dude wasn't even talking about you, and like you went you went off on him on that level, and it's like not even about yeah. you, and then you didn't even apologize. Like just apologize. Yeah. Like even if he says he doesn't want an apology, like it's. Just, just say sorry. Like it's just yeah. such a, it's yeah. such a, it like didn't have to be such a big deal, but it's been over a year and like you guys still didn't apologize. Like he, you still didn't apologize to him. And like for me, for me, that like that's just like such an indicator of like, you know. Yeah. I yeah. Know. No. I, I, I know. I know. I know. What, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And you know what? It, it left a lot of a uh, bad taste in a lot of a lot of people's mouths. But um, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe they'll look past it one day. Maybe they'll eventually apologize to each other, or you know, whatever happened there, and uh, and the, and then move on. But um, I just want to I just want to hit on a few things. Uh, these are these are numbers from the last seven days. Obviously, they've changed a touch because of tonight's game. Um, but I mean, overall, uh, these are stats going before tonight. Uh, JD Martinez is uh, he has an 1183 OPS. Um, Xander Bogarts has a 987 OPS. Jackie Bradley Jr. 921 OPS. Yeah. Uh, I that that is, I mean, he just keeps he keeps doing what he needs to do. Uh, you know, he's he's starting to become a presence at the plate. Uh, you know, during this stretch at least. Uh, you know, yeah, because tying, he had the tying RBIs tonight and last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not just uh, you know he's he's hitting for you know no cause. He's actually hitting with a purpose. Um, coming up, he's coming up big. Like I mean, he's this is like it's not even just like oh like like remember when he couldn't hit the ball? He was like in yeah. the mid one hundreds in yeah. what May. He he didn't have an extra base hit for a full month between like right. May first and June first no extra base hits and now he's the guy who's hitting not only actually getting on base he's driving in the runs that we like he's doing like you know he's like he's coming yeah. up clutch. Like, that's insane yeah, yeah. He, he's finally getting comfortable hitting in the bottom of the lineup and i feel like that was a main reason why he was so inconsistent because when he first came up from the minors he was top three one two three hitter just because of his speed he can get on base and he was a great base dealer but ever since he got demoted down to that like eight nine hole, I mean, what guy wants to hit behind a catcher and thinks that they can consistently hit like three hundred behind a catcher? That says a lot. I mean, yeah, it, it says a lot. Like, wow, like I'm behind Sandy Leone. He's hitting two oh four. What does that make me? 
but I feel like he's finally getting used to that role. Like, I'm not just down here because I can't hit. Like, maybe if I turn it around a bit, like, I could be that little – just add that little extra ounce of, like, fear at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah. Which I think is so important because, you know, like, yeah, obviously top of our lineup is so stacked. Like, we've got Mookie, Benny, you know, like – between Steve Pierce and Moreland and JD and Bogart. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, for a long time this season, it's like, all right, it was so disproportionate. It's like putting like a 300 pound man and a dog on yeah. two sides of the seesaw. You're like, all right. So then, like, for like four batters, we're just screwed every single time we get to that part of the rotation. It's like, yeah. no, you need, and, I, and for that part of the season, when like, you know, JBJ wasn't hitting and Swihart wasn't hitting, and Swihart, meanwhile, is like, Ever since Vasquez went on the DL, ever since Vasquez went on the DL, Swihart is hitting 310. Yeah. No, he's really putting on. So it's like, and like, meanwhile, Vasquez before that was hitting 213. Yeah. It's like, you know, you needed, you needed more consistency in the lineup. And like, I get it. No one wants to be the guy in the nine spot in the lineup. But at the same time, like, get over yourself. You're playing major league baseball and you need to be playing. It doesn't matter where you are in the lineup if you're doing good things. And now look at Jackie Bradley Jr. The guy is like, I mean, almost guaranteed to be a gold glove. Yeah. And he's and he's crushing it at the plate. And it's like, yeah. all right, who cares that you're ninth? We're happy that you're at the plate. Yeah. Then I, yeah, no, he, I mean, he should have won a gold glove last year, but. Yeah, he I, was wrong. Didn't I call this at the, when we did the podcast after the All-Star yeah. break? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. And and I mean, you know, we kind of knew this was kind of going to come eventually. Um, whether he can sustain it or not is one thing. Uh, that is yet to be seen because, I mean, this could just be a really good stretch for him. Who knows? Um but you know he he had one of the, he had some of the top velocity numbers um, in the league all season, and his his BABIP his his balls in play were just not like he he had he had a lot of tough luck. That's what his he number also, said. Also, the curveballs were killing him. Yeah, well, yeah, the the curveballs were killing him too. But when he when he did make contact though, that was, that was like sh- shocking yeah. how bad. At a certain point this season, I think but it's like, just more than curves. I mean, just off speeds in general, he just wasn't seeing the ball. Yeah, it was it was all off speeds. It was mostly curves too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, everyone basically knew for like a good two months at the beginning of the season. They're like, if you throw Jackie Riley Jr. a curveball, yeah, you're striking him out. The guys, the guy's twirling like John Carlos Stanton at the plate. Like it's you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happening. And yeah. like and he and he worked on that. And he also was studying with JD. I mean, you saw him like. You said, like, I mean, I think one of the biggest differences, like, you know, you heard Cora saying when they gave up Hanley, you know, well, I didn't think he would do good in a minimized role, right? And it's all part, it all plays into this whole ego thing. Same kind of thing going with JBJ being at the bottom of the lineup. But JBJ went and was like, all right, JD Martinez, show me this iPad stuff. You know, like, I need to get better. Like, I'm not going to be a Hanley. Like, I'm going to improve myself. And like, look at him now. Like, we wouldn't be winning that game last night without him. We wouldn't be winning this game. Like, he's a catalyst now. Yeah, no, he is. He is. And and it, and it really kills to have someone that's that's like just top in the league on on both sides of the plate. Um, extremely important. You know, I mean, that's that's how uh, that's how Mike Trout. You know, he, that's his bread and butter. That's being good at offense and defense. You know what I mean? I'm not comparing him to Mike Trout. Please don't kill me, guys. But, uh, you know, it, it is very similar the way they're playing. I just want to bring up one thing. 
Um, before tonight, Mookie went off tonight. Obviously, he had a really, really good night tonight. Um, I wanted to. Con- I want. I think this contributes to Mookie's um, slump. The last. I don't know how long has it been. Uh, a week and a half. Two games. weeks. He didn't have Something. a homer since August 9th, so that was like a 17 games without a homer. Yeah. And um, between the 17th home opener against Tampa and the away finale against Tampa, he was hitting 175, striking out 23% of his plate appearances, which, like, you would think, all right, so, like, the rest of the lineup can perform without him. First of all, we've seen historically the Red Sox do better when they've got a power hitter. I mean, look at them last year without David Ortiz, finished yeah. last last in the American League in home runs without Poppy, mm-hmm. not only is he not contributing his, they sucked. Like, they offensively, they were disaster. Yeah. This year, Mookie, same kind of thing. He's the leadoff hitter for a reason. The guys had multiple three-homer games, so many leadoff homers. The Red Sox are 17 and 22, 26 when he reaches base at least once, not yeah. including error. So it's like, if Mookie's not hitting... It affects everyone in the lineup. Exactly. It right. Really yeah. does. I mean, it, like, it, it's just one of those things. Like, you need your star to be doing it, and it was very unexpected. But like, better to have it now. See him wake up, and you know, kill it in the postseason and destroy the hopes and dreams of like every Yankees fan in there. Yeah. I mean, so- he he's the marquee player. If you're if your star guy's not playing and he's he's not hitting. I mean, it, what what does that make the rest of the lineup feel? I mean, that can only go two ways. Either, ah, we're screwed, or, all right, let's step it up and go. In his last 15 games, he was hitting 236, zero homers, three RBIs, with 11 strikeouts and eight walks. So the only reason why his on-base percentage was getting up there is if he wasn't hitting the ball and striking out, he was being walked. Which, I mean, at least that was staying consistent because he's always very good at, like, He's very good at recognizing pitches, and he knows his strike zone very well. But it's very, it's very, uh, it's a very good relief to know that he's finally coming back offensively. And he also so got I, his, uh, I, he got stole, he was trying to steal base this yeah. week. Only the fourth time he got caught stealing the whole season. So it's like you, yeah. you even you even saw him struggling once he got like the few times he was on base. Yeah. There yeah. Was, going on but Cora said they're like we've been working on it he's getting better and tonight you know he just blows up <laughs> I mean right you saw, he's dancing on the field oh yeah, yeah. no he, yeah him him and Brock I have yeah. a theory for this Benintendi recently has been struggling his last seven his last seven games his last his last seven days he's uh he he's he's three three for 21 with a 448 OPS okay I think that contributes to Mookie's struggles in the last whatever, whatever it was, week and a half or so, two or, or almost basically the entire month. Yeah. Mookie's not seeing the pitches. You know what I mean? You see a guy like Ben and Tenny behind him struggling. Um, you know, why throw any why why give Mookie anything? You know what I mean? When you can just strike out or or, you know, uh when when Ben and Tenny can can, you know, hit into a double play. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. On top of just him being just you know being in a slump in general, anyway. Um, but I, I I haven't I haven't dug into his uh, walk numbers a whole lot. Um, but I'm assuming that they either sustained since you know the beginning of the season or they went up. 
Um, but I mean, that has a lot to do with it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, look at, look at how the light and, and we all, we all knew this was coming, you know, when, when Mookie isn't in the lineup or when JD isn't in the lineup or when both isn't in the lineup, this team does not fire on all cylinders. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's imperative that these guys are, are, are playing to their full potential. Otherwise this team isn't going to, um, do the things that everyone expects them to. Um, I want to get into uh, the bullpen. Um, I, oh, yeah, oh God is right. I, I spent probably five hours today arguing with people on Twitter because people, people were telling me that there's nothing wrong with the Red Sox bullpen. And I was saying, fine, you know, they're not bad, but they're just not clutch. They don't come up in the clutch spot when they need to. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not even clutch. It's like not there's not one bull, one pitcher in that bullpen who can make it through a clean inning. Like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And not even two of them put together. Like you had Barnes and Hembry last night teaming up to give the Marlins more home runs than they've had the entire month of August. Hembry's atrocious. Hembry Hembry is bad. Appearances of any bullpen pitcher that we have and i'm like why are you here give me hector velasquez like why why you're giving heath hembry 87 chances to load the bases with walks and then give up a grand salami is like beyond me i just don't understand that like yeah. that mindset it makes no sense to me well we, i mean what's up anthony can we put Hembry on the on the uh mission to the sun with pomerantz well, I, I think I think he was he was scheduled he was scheduled to be on that since the last episode we recorded. Um, but they they still are not on that that I'm trying to watch my language here that dang <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> um, we can, we can blame it out. Oh, I was gonna say I was not swear on this. Oh, that, I, that fucking shuttle. You're, you're gonna have to use a bleep there, uh, Michael, when you're editing this later. Um, the last the last seven days, Matt Barnes has a 23.14 ERA. Eovaldi has an 11.57 ERA. Porcello, 5.4 ERA. Joe Kelly, zero ERA. Hey, I, I've been saying this on Twitter for a week. He's on a bounce back. He's Joe Kelly is back. Joe Kelly fight, uh, fight, fight, fight club. And then my, my man, Ryan Brazier. Brazier, zero ERA in two innings pitch. But that's um, not that's not true anymore. Oh yeah, well after he gave, he gave up that that, but that's his first home run allowed in twenty in over twenty innings pitch. So I'm still fine with him because he's been great. Yeah, it's literally yeah. to the point where Brazier is the only bullpen pitcher. When I see him coming out, I'm like, okay, this might actually be okay. Yeah. Everyone else, I'm like, if I jumped off my balcony. Is three floors enough that I would die? Like literally, literally, I'm like, I'm like, why are you here? Even Kimbrel, can we talk about Kimbrel? What the hell's going on with that yeah. man? Kim Kimbrel, um, see, the last time, the last time we were talking about Kimbrel um, and his back. and his struggles, he was not bouncing back yet. We um, he was on the come we, up. We were, we were, we were talking about. Uh, you know, my theory was that um, because he wasn't getting enough work. 
because either this this offense was scoring more than a four run deficit, three run deficit, or you know he just wasn't available. That it got to him. Like you got to keep these guys hot, you know. And and it's proven. I could go back to the numbers, but I don't have them in front of me right now. But the numbers are better for Kimbrel and most of these other guys when they're working on. Yeah. two two days rest you know one day's rest as opposed to like five days rest it's hard to come back from that you know what i mean but that wasn't the case for kimbrell uh in his last blow up uh he only had two days rest so i don't know i whatever it was probably just i, I kind of got a thought about that mm-hmm. i mean like like uh, what we pointed to like a while ago like four or five socks episodes ago that knuckle curve if he's not consistent with that pitch, it's a very hard pitch to locate. If he's not consistent with that, he's not going to get you a save, yeah. let alone a couple good innings of decent work. Yeah. If that pitch is not on point, no, just there's no point of start putting them in. Yeah, and that was one of Pomeranz's issues too. I mean, the knuckle yeah, curve yeah. was his best his best pitch too, and and look at him. I mean, you know, we we want him to to go take a NASA trip forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, so. ever since the second. Uh, half of the start the season, his walks per nine innings have inflated. Yeah, not even that last. It like this whole season compared to last season. Like last season, his walks per appearance was like low ones. Yeah, here it's like high threes. Maybe yeah. at this point more. And I'm like, my thing is like, you know, the bullpen. Okay, like Red Sox haven't had like strong relievers the last couple years in general. Yeah, but. We as young people have been blessed to have lived in the age of Keith Folk and Koji Uihara. <laughs> Love so I'm, Koji. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, Kimbrel time is not Koji time to the point where, like, at this yeah. point, this season, those flame videos at Fenway need to stop because I'm like, <laughs> I don't trust Craig Kimbrel to close out a game. I don't. I've seen it. I mean, I was I was at Fenway when he gave up that grand slam to Mark Teixeira like last year or two years ago, like the walk off grand slam. Yeah, yeah. And and even that, I was like, all right, but like he's amazing. Like you know, stuff happens, whatever. But this season, it's like you you know he's walking at least one batter. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Like, you can't be confident that he's coming in with a one run lead. I said it last night. I was like, really wish we had more than a one run lead for Kimbrel. Five seconds later, dude gives up the tying run. I'm like, you're not a closer. Then you're not a closer. A closer, literally, if you're a closer who doesn't close, you're you're not a closer. So like, I don't know what Dombrowski's gonna do next this off season, even before the postseason. Like, what's gonna happen? But the point is, like, you know, we can't pin all of our hopes on Ryan Brazier. No, not yet, at least. I don't. I don't think it's to that point yet, though. With Kimbrel, that, that's honestly. an emergency case right there. Yeah. No. And you know what? the The backup case for me, at least, for going into the into into the off season, was to sign uh, Andrew Miller, but he just went on. A, he just went back on a DL. That so, is, as of today. yeah. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know what his deal is going to be. You know, by the by the beginning of next season, but. Uh, they may be forced to re-sign Kimbrel. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if if it's going to be for for the money that they want, or if he has any leverage in this situation because he could say, you know, listen, I mean, go sign someone else. You can't find anybody else, even at the at the caliber that I'm at right now. You know what I mean? Even though he's not having the best, actually, he's having the worst year of his career this season. Yeah, so, and at the same time, he's like now the fastest pitcher to reach 300 saves. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's like such like a weird thing. Like he already has like what thirty plus saves this season, 30. and like, yeah. and yeah, and and like he like just you know broke that record to be the fastest, and at the same time, it's like it's such a weird like t- typical Red Sox where like you're both amazing and a disaster at the same time. <laughs> Did he burn himself out? Getting swept by the Rays, but like destroying the entire league and everything at the same time. And it's like, and like the whole 11 run inning thing today, the last time that happened was also against the Marlins. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like it's these like weird little coincidences where you're just like getting swept by Manaya exactly one day before the 25th anniversary of the last time we were sw- swept. Like all these kinds of things, I just look at them. I'm like, only the Red Sox, man. Always. Yeah. Always. No. Yeah. It, it's just it's not the same Kimbrough's last year. Uh, I mean, he listen, he wasn't perfect last year, but he was a lot better um, last year than he was this year. Um, so. I mean, this year, like, even- every. Every outing, he's just like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't think I can't remember the last time he didn't walk a single batter. It's yeah. like 2016 Kimbrel. Basically, 2016 yeah. Kimbrel was was like, you know, like you really got to put me in a heart attack every single time you take the mound. Huh? You really got to do that, huh? And he's back yeah. to that. I mean, I mean the the crazy thing is, like, last time we talked Kimbrel on this podcast, I was all for a long term multi million dollar deal extension. Now. I, I just can't find a plausible excuse to do it. I mean, uh-huh. he, it's just like when he comes in, your hands want to shake, and, and it's just like, do, do, can we really witness five years of this in the ninth <laughs> inning? Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. But uh, I mean, the irony is like, you know, you've got, you've got this whole thing of like, for, for a good stretch of the season, our starting rotation was so strong. We were never using our relievers. And of course, right. now we're in a position where, all of our relievers are out of shape, basically, and our starting, you know, yeah. starting lineup also falling apart because exactly. we got. Erod, God, like God willing, will be back in fighting form this weekend. He's going to be activated on Friday. Hopefully, going to pitch an amazing game on Saturday. We can only hope. And then you know, Sale is like literally hibernating and like is about to like tear the fucking faces off everyone in MLB. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but. I this mean, like, think about, think about, like, a hibernating Chris Sale emerging for the postseason <laughs> and, like, and just, like, destroying. Like, he chewed up yeah. those Orioles, 78 pitches, 12 strikeouts, five innings, and you're just Insane. like, oh, my God. Like, the, haven't the Orioles suffered enough? And, like, that's, like, that's <laughs> Chris Sale's rehab start was the yeah. Orioles. And, Dude. like, but then, you know, Price just got hit. Eovaldi's struggling. You don't know what's going to happen with Porcello ever. Uh, yeah, and it's, like, I, I, yeah, and it's like, all right, so like we got now our now we can't count on our starting road, and like we also can't count on our bullpen. We also can't count on our closer. Like the cracks are just there, you know. Like you're seeing it. You're like kind of watching it, like kind of like crumble before your eyes, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, it's like our, our uh, strengths and weaknesses made an exact reciprocate, like throughout the uh, half of a season. But come postseason time, it's like. Uh, I see Chris Sale walking out, and he just got that fire and intensity. It's it's kind of like the beginning of the Kendrick Lamar song. Humble is just like the dun dun, and yeah. he's just ready to tear shit up. I mean, yeah. like I'm I'm my dream is like Chris Sale going a complete game against the Yankees. Like, I mean, can you imagine? Can, just, actually, my my dream is for David Price to do that. Because imagine dude, the, that would be Yan- sick. Yan- 
because Yankees fans wouldn't have anything to say about David Price or the, or the Red Sox ever again. It, it would just be it would just be amazing. You know what I mean? It, it would just be amazing to shut everyone up. Uh, you know what I mean? And then the media, I, and then the media might love him. No, 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 no that won't happen. They, they'll still find something to to, yeah. to complain. They'll be like, "Well, he walked that one guy in the second inning, so he breathed really weirdly when he was walking yeah. off the mound during the inning break." And like, God, what a Red Sox! Like, of course he like he breathed weird. Like, you know, did you see the shape of his beard? Unbelievable! Did you see how he grabbed himself on the way out of Yankee Stadium? Like, that was definitely disrespectful. <laughs> I just I want to make it a point that uh, after getting uh, af- after after going to the, uh, the the medical staff after getting hit tonight, he was back in the bullpen cheering on his teammates um, when they were in that rally that eleven that eleven run inning. Um, you love to see that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just goes to show, you know, the kind of guy he is, um, and you know what I mean. Like, he could be back there, you know, icing his wrist or you know doing something, you know, like that, but. He was out there. He was, you know, with his teammates, you know, through through thick or thin. And, you know, we we really like to see that. You know what I mean? It says a lot. It really does. Especially from him, the way that, you know, he's the way that he's occasionally been in terms of like not appearing like a team player and kind of isolating yeah. himself from the media, from his teammates, all that kind of stuff. It really does make me feel like he has turned a corner this year. I I really wanted that for him this year of like not only performance wise as a pitcher, which obviously like most lucrative contract in pitching history. We want good stuff from David Price. Like I want to like him, but I also wanted to see him be like, you want like Red Sox fans want to love their players. Like we're, we take it so seriously in terms of like, you know, it's not just like we want to root for our players. Like we want to love our players. We want to be obsessed with our players. Like it's a whole different level. So like to not even be able to like a player, it like actually hurts me like (laughs) in my soul to like dislike one of my players. Yeah. To see him being on the team and like really like sitting there even on a night like this, it really does show me that he's like, you know, kind of making so much more of an effort and like really trying. And it also shows you what this team is like, that they really everyone gets along, everyone loves each other. Like you see Brock mm-hmm. Holt and JD hugging each other every five seconds and like chemistry just, makes championships. It's a much healthier, it's a much healthier environment this year i think last year was kind of a toxic season you know between farewell between the losing the weird million walk-off extra inning games like it was just kind of a toxic environment and this year you feel like it's a championship team you feel like everyone genuinely enjoys each other yeah and that's such a like important thing in terms of getting all the way to the post getting through the postseason not just getting to the postseason we've gotten to the postseason the last two years we got to get through the postseason. That's about the clubhouse energy. Yeah, and that all that all has to go back to Alex Cora and the vibe that he brings. You know what I mean? Like these guys all look to, look up to Alex Cora. You know what I mean? He was in their shoes at one point. You know what I mean? He was a player. You know, he, knew, he knows how to lead them to battle, especially with that, that rugged media. Exactly, and they'll 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 go into the gates of hell with Alex Cora. And you know what? So would I. I don't even know the guy. I still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the that's the. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, and that's the kind of vibe that he brings off. You know what I mean? No matter no matter who it's with or you know anybody else. Um, so I'm pretty sure he was on the 07 roster, right? He was on the 07 roster. Yeah, he yeah. he was a utility infielder, and Pedroia took his job yeah. because mm-hmm. Petey came up and became such an amazing second baseman. So, but he and he and Petey are like good friends. Yeah, very good friends. Um, and, um, and I think I just think it's such a it's 
such a mark of like how important a manager is, you know, like how vital having a good manager is to a team. I mean, you see it, you, you know, the players, the players that John Farrell had in 2013, my grandmother could have managed that world series. Team. Yeah. Yeah. My, my grandma's deaf and walks with a cane. Like, you know, <laughs> That, was like, that, was, wasn't, that wasn't him. And it's proven by the fact that the next two years were garbage. And, you know, David Ortiz did most of the work for Farrell carrying that team in terms of leadership. You had David yeah. Ortiz. You don't really need a good manager because David Ortiz is in charge of everyone and everyone's looking to him for guidance. Mm-hmm. Second he's gone, all you have is Farrell. Look, look what happens. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very... Was, was all circumstance 2013 like like the whole this is our bleeping city like ortiz coming back on that game like everything just happening at once like they all had to ban for their city and that's why they won in 2013 yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's the same thing that happened in houston last year yeah 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 no it, it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of the reasons um and and i pointed out to this uh a few episodes back uh you know you don't you don't wish a, a a negative situation on a team or a city like this, but um, you know the 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 thing that you need to look out for the most is a team that has something to fight for. You know when when a team has something behind them, a city behind them, and you know like they have something really to fight for. It's you know it's a dangerous thing, and you know what like these guys they're fighting for Jerry Remy. You know what I mean? Like Jerry, Jerry Remy and everything that he's going through, these guys are really fighting for Jerry Remy. So, you know, I, I think on top of them having, you know, the, the, the greatest team in, in, in baseball today, this season, you know, on, you know, and with that, you know, the Jerry Remy support and everything else, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it could be a perfect storm for, for um, great in, in the postseason. Um we also won a hundred years ago, so I think like numbers wise, I mean, obviously the Remy thing would be beautiful. I yeah. also would just yeah. love if we won in nineteen eighteen and twenty eighteen because it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, don't catch just, us on eighteen, boy. Hundred years ago, exactly, and that hundred years, yeah, since that for that last World Series before the curse, and it's just like, it, also, I mean, we have the most storied franchise in baseball history. And like to me, those kinds of things, I was in a history major in college. And like to me, those kinds of things, they just get me right in the feels, you know, yeah. like it just gives me chills to think that like the Red Sox are like winning World Series across the centuries. Like, I just love it. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty cool. But here's a spin zone, guys. You ready for this? And this isn't on your notes. OK, uh, <laughs> Oh boy. it's it's 2018, right? Hundred yeah. years ago was 1918. If they win this season, are you afraid of oh. another 86-year curse? <laughs> no, 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 because, no, no, wait, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No. Wait. So, so Me. what does history do? It repeats itself. Yeah. Right? Not all history. Are you sure no. Dave Dombrowski isn't dumb enough to trade away Mookie Betts like the next coming of Babe Ruth? Mm. Yeah, we're not going to no. sell Mookie Betts for a hundred thousand dollars. I was gonna say a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's you could buy a few things with that. You know what I mean? You could buy like at least yeah, a treadmill. Buy like Pomerantz a new arm. Uh, I think he. That's a waste of a hundred thousand dollars. He's gonna need a little bit more money than that. I mean, hundred thousand dollars could buy me a nice car. 
He needs Jesus. Um, <laughs> so I want to get. I want to transition into um, the gang. Wait, is can getting I jump? All... Hold on. Can I jump in here real quick? Of course you can. Thank you. Um, before we get too far away from it, we mentioned Dustin Pedroia. With the connection to Alex Cora, do you think that he's going to come back this year? No. Nah. I. I no. I don't I don't I just don't think it's in the stars for him this year. You know what I mean? Like the team doesn't need him back. Okay. Um, you know, why rush him back at this point of his of his career? You know, that could just it could just do more harm than good at his age. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think there's any reason to rush him back, honestly. Exactly. You know, I'm I, I that, but like why ma- it's like stop messing with stuff. Like you're like to force that situation, you're just risking. Like I, I mean, I said it. I said it when Pomerantz came off the DL the first time, the night before we were no hit, and he like we won that game that he pitched, but it was like he was terrible and like we barely won it. I was like, this team is amazing. Do not mess with it. Like look yeah. at what you have. This is unbelievable. You're 17 and two. Don't mess with perfection. Pedroia has had two surgeries on the same leg two years in a row now. He's in his mid-30s. The guy's locked into a contract till 2022. Do you want to do you want to risk not only his health, but the the outcome of this season now and then have a guy who's basically Lieutenant Dan until 2022? <laughs> I love that. No reason. It makes yeah. no sense to me. And Cora, yeah. you know, with Cora saying like oh i still think that he'll come back i'm like no it's fine we are fine yeah. we've got we got kinsler so now we got nunez at third base which that is looks- like so much better at third base than like whatever you know you got brock Holt doing great you don't need pedroia yeah. if he wants to come sit on the bench and just like hang out great i don't want I don't want them messing with what's going on. We barely just got over Tampa Bay and that yeah. was ridiculous. Like I don't need Pedroia being another, you know, wrench in the in the system right now. Like right. it's just un- Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I go ahead, Kyle. Uh so basically like we're we're good. We 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 don't need help at second base and and why risk another injury to a mid 30-year-old man and he's getting paid anyways. So would you rather force him to play now, risk injury, or even tweaking that knee, and God forbid, miss all next season. I, I can yeah. guarantee Red Sox Nation right now there is a 0% chance he comes back this season. He will stay in the dugout, maybe do whatever sort of emotional support. That's all fine and dandy. If you need another infielder, you got Brandon Phillips in AAA. You mm-hmm. have Ian Kinsler, who's playing every other night. You have Brock Holt. I mean, Nunez, I'd rather keep him on the left side of the infield. But if worst case scenario, he had to play second, he can play second. I I think uh, a, a lot a lot of uh, you know you keep hearing oh uh, Dustin Pedroia is is you know still aiming a return for the season. Uh, that's just the kind of guy Dustin is. Um, you know I, I don't I don't think it's really it's um, it's Cora rushing him back as much as it is to Dustin just trying to get back onto a baseball field, honestly. You know what I mean? Cause that's just, oh, that's all he knows. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about the ultimate competitor, that's who Dustin is, you know? So I, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with him. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see him coming back at all this season, honestly. And that's, it's a shame, but you know, like the, like, like we all have been saying the, the, the team doesn't really need him. Um, I know Gabrielle, you wanted to talk about, uh, Eduardo Nunez. Um, so the floor is yours. I mean, I, he's, he's been, he's, he's been doing great though. You know, he's looking like the Eduardo Nunez that we had, that we got last season, um, and since the second half, I believe, um, yeah. so. well, we got him in August, in late August. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, I, I mean, well, yeah. We got I mean, him during the regular trade deadline. Did we? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think we did. What did we, get? I, what did we get last year right at the end of the year? Um, uh, Addison Reed. Maybe. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Last year was a mess. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, he's been he's been starting, you know, I mean, we, we this whole podcast, we, we've been talking about guys stepping up, you know what I mean? The whole Bill Belichick mentality, the next man up, blah, blah, blah. You know, we all know what we all know the deal. But, you know, you, you talk about um, we just talked about Ben Benintendi not doing so well, you know, in the second half. Eduardo Nunez is stepping up. Jackie Bradley Jr. is stepping up. You know what I mean? Like and and. Xander Bogos has just been doing amazing the only, things. The only productive person during the race series, the guy, the guy was mm-hmm. on fire, amazing yeah. during and, the uh, during the, the Indian series too. Yeah, all the doubles, yeah. all the RBIs. It was like ninety percent of the Indian series was Xander Bogarts, like totally and, carrying the team on his back and yeah. defensively too. Yeah, and and and, and Porchy called that. Yeah, and people still don't understand how he's not a top five shortstop in the American League. The dude's not a power hitter. Everyone thought when he came up because he showed flashes of power in double A and single A, oh, this dude's going to give me 40 home runs a season. No, look at his body frame. He's a tall, lanky guy with a small build, but he's very tall. That's not going to get you 40 home runs a season. What's not going to get you 40 home runs a season is power, closed-in swings, stuff like that. He's a contact hitter. He can spray the ball wherever the hell he wants to on the field. He's a great defensive player. Starting his first season, his first full week, he had 23 or 24 errors at third base and shortstop. He's not a third baseman. He's a shortstop. They're two different positions. That's why they're not the same thing. People, let the man play ball. He is a perennial all-star in the American League. Let it develop. Yeah, no. and, and, <laughs> and over. He's also my captain. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. Give him the C. I'm gonna Honestly. keep saying that until I die. I think uh, Bo- I think Bogarts is phenomenal. I'm really happy with Nunez lately because he's such a likable guy, you know. Yeah. And and he really, I mean, you saw how it was killing him last year in the postseason when he literally collapsed. The first, I mean, that was at like the first inning or like the second inning of Game yeah. One of the ALCS. He's like he crumbled like a matchstick, and you see it in his face. It's like not only are you in physical pain, he's like. He's like he was like in anguish, and like so for him, like to see him so happy to be doing, like you, you know, he's overjoyed at how he's playing, and it's not because he's like looking at it for himself. He's like I'm contributing to my team. Yeah, he's so happy to be out there doing this for the team. He's not doing like a Bryce Harper and like oh I hit another home run, yay for me. It's like he's do he's making things happen at a time. When they really need to be happening. I mean, the last yeah, 10 days were like such a mind bender for Red Sox Nation to witness that kind of collapse. It's like 
And here you have Nunez is like, all right, I'm here. We're going to fix it. And he's like, it's been great. Home runs and back-to-back -back nights, amazing. For a guy who only has, what, now nine homers on the entire season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I just I can't say enough good things about him, uh, you know, for for what he's doing lately. Um, and, I mean, when you talk about the, the, the time to heat up, and you know you want you want to steamroll into the postseason, and you know I mean when he's hot, yeah, yeah. I mean you know when he's hot, I mean it's just it's just the best thing for the team. You know what I mean? He's also, um, he's also a very self-aware player. Yeah, which you don't get a lot of in professional sports. But he, I mean, he said he's like when Kinsler joined the team, he's like. He wasn't worried about not getting enough playing time. He's not worried about all that. He said, he said, this is great because I suck at second base. Yeah, he he's does. like, <laughs> he openly, he's like, I'm terrible at second base. I'm a third baseman. And you know, if he had his way, he's not a utility player. He's a third baseman, but he's the kind of guy who will do whatever is asked of him. So he's going to tough it out at second base. And then he's going to be, te feel terrible that he probably made an error and like, you know, gave up, you know, allowed some something bad to happen. He's a third baseman. And I'm like, I'm just so happy with him lately. It's just been yeah. great. And and we just, you know, we 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 hope to see better things for you know, not better, but you know, to, for him to sustain his uh his his success at the plate. Uh and and you know but where does he go when Devers comes back? Because he's coming back this weekend. Um how about Devers continues his timeout? No, I, you know, uh, I I think I'm 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 predicting a platoon of some sort. Uh, you know, you really, if if Devers is able to play, I don't think putting all that stress on Eduardo Nunez is fair either. You could DH Eduardo Nunez, I think, or Devers, because I mean, having Devers, you know what? Actually, that's a good idea. Because no, you listen. If he comes, so like, say he comes back hot, right? And you you can have Devers bat without having the liability on the field. I'm actually good with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, that's you know, because Bobby was a terrible first baseman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean. You 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 have to you have to get rid of you know obviously you have no Jacket Bradley Jr. in center but I mean you know listen you you want to I mean I don't know maybe you can uh, I got an idea does JD know how to play first I got an idea <laughs> you put Mookie at second I was so say, if Mookie played Mookie played second I I think we could you know honestly and if we're talking about switching people around you know what if we're worried about the starting rotation. Get Blake Swihart in there. The guy's played every position already. He's probably looking for a challenge. You know, have Blake Swihart start game one of the ALDS. Okay. Mookie at second base. <laughs> you know, maybe Devers wants to do a little catching. I, I don't know. All We're right, just trying all to right. this, this is what I'm actually seeing that could be a possibility. You ready for this so, one, Anthony? This, this, this one's going to be a legit take. Going to happen. Mark my it, words. It can't yeah. be any worse than his Patriots podcast. It, and uh, Mitch, Moreland, Mitch Moreland, his deal runs out not after this season, after next season. Yep. Somebody's got to play first base. Yes. We all know Devers can field the ball very well. He just cannot throw the ball to first base. Mm -hmm. Rafael Devers is going to be the future first baseman for the Boston Red Sox. It's Hear I me mean, out. It's, Tweet it now. Hear me yeah. out. Hear I'll me out. Exposed. Power hitter. Yeah. Amazing power hitter. 
But we've seen some spectacular plays from the hot corner. Just, just move him to the other side of the field. He can make those same plays. And all he'd have to do is just run to the bag and step on it. There's yeah. no long throws. All the way to third. He can run to the bag. Simple I, enough. Rafael Devers, your first baseman. To counter your point. Tweet it now. Call it now. Yeah, call it, call it now. Tweet that out now. Uh, I To I'll counter your point, out. I think that uh, the Red Sox should go after uh, Paul Goldschmidt in uh, next year, after next year. Please stop spending money, please. Come on. Come That's on. That's going to cost way too much. No way. Well, listen, I mean, you know, it's worth it. He's he's a very – he's a really good bat. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that they need – I don't think they need that. But it would, really, it would be really cool to see him in, uh, in, in, in Fenway uh, anyway. Just for me, that's just kind of like a personal thing. But um, no, I mean, I would I would be cool with uh, with Devers at um, with Devers at first. Um, I I just I want to I want to get into uh, let's see I mean we still have a lot left but we're kind of low on time here. Um, real quickly, uh, preview for the 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 Chicago series four game series uh, in Chicago. Um, I'll, I'll go over the pitches real quick. So you got Porcello versus Giolito. You got Eovaldi versus Kopik. You got Erod versus uh, Rodon and Johnson versus Shields. Um, are you guys expecting Kopik to kind of have a revenge game? I don't think he'll get that far. I mean, he, he's pitched okay throughout uh, his major league career from what I've seen. But he, he's – One I think. Yeah, yeah. Two. No, two. Is it two? Okay. I, I mean yeah. – First, his first start, he only went two innings, and then the game went into a rain delay. They didn't bring him back oh, out. Yeah, second, yeah, that's right. His second start was his first win. Six innings pitched, 86 pitches, 61 for strikes, gave up seven hits and an RBI. Hmm. But he also had a lot of command issues and a lot of issues finding like his, with his location. He hit two batters in the fourth inning, nice. and his velocity was all over the place. So he yeah. had has a lot of potential. He's not there strike, yet. Strike percentage was great, but he is not consistent. So I think, I mean, he could be totally dominant. It could be a revenge game. He could come out the gate screaming and totally. Jalen Beeks game. But you also could have him do, you know, pull like a reverse Jalen Beeks and just like be totally shelled, which at the bench. You know, yeah, yeah. I, personally, I personally would love because. Even though we had an 11 run, you know, inning tonight and totally beat the Marlins, it's the Marlins. The Chicago White Sox, on the other hand, are on a tear lately. And I personally, after getting swept, would love another, you know, 15 games where we score like 20 runs each because <laughs> I don't feel good lately. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like some confidence boosting. And one game against a, basically a Florida minor league team is not going to do that for me. Beating the White Sox after they beat the Yankees will do that for me. Exactly. Yeah, they, they but, I mean, uh, I think um, just just because he's he's that starter with explosive heat, but he reminds me so much of Aroldis Chapman. He has that great fastball, but if it, it's not that great if you can't locate it. What about it's Syndergaard? Not that, it's not that great if you can – if you can't put it where your catcher wants it, it's not that great if you're not throwing it for strikes. It's just yeah. a fast pitch. He's that's all he's, it is. He's basically a cheap man, Syndergaard. He, yeah. he lets up a he lets up a lot of home runs. He lets up uh he lets a lot of batters walk. 
Um, and and that could just be because he's not he's not there yet. You know what I mean? Like he's not the pitcher just yet. Yeah. So the thing is, if you're a pitcher, I mean, it's the weird it's the weird in between of like you're way too good to be in the minors. You're just too good. So everything you're throwing in the minors is gas, absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal. But that's partially because a lot of the guys there are never even going to make it to the majors. So you're not in the right place for you. But you're also – it's the total Devers thing. It's exactly like Devers. Yeah. Devers was too good to be in the minors last year. But you know what? He gets up to the majors, and he's not yet 100% where he needed to be to get to the majors. He's kind of like, all right, you, we kind of dropped you in here early. You're going to have to find your footing. Devers is still making so many errors at the at the plate. Kopech's going to have the same kind of issues where he's going to have really good days. He's going to have real even innings, really good innings, really bad innings. But it's a learning experience adjusting to being in the majors. Is you know it's the same thing as like going to an Ivy League school. You're the smartest kid in your high school. Guess what? Now you all are in the school that you all got into. So you know, cream rises to the top again. Yeah. But the level is totally different. It's yeah. all it's all it's all perspective. We'll see, we'll see how he does. Yeah. Um, and also a guy to look out for too is uh Carlos Rodon. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he's really good. He's young, he's good, he's having a great season. Uh so that's gonna be, you know, we we'll, we're gonna see if the this Red Sox team can once again beat an ace. Um, cause he is, he is the ace of the Chicago White Sox, obviously, but I mean, he's getting to the point where he can really be almost an ace on any team. Um, but you know, it, that'll be, that'll be really, uh, that'll be a big win. Uh, that'll be a statement win if they beat him. Uh, I, I think, I, I think, uh, you guys would agree with me too. And I think everyone else would agree with me too. Yeah. Um, saying that, uh, real quick. Uh, Yankees sneaking up on the division. I not tonight, Satan. Yeah, no. We'll Sorry. Uh, maybe next time. Uh, uh, Bronx bombers. But um, you know the the thing is the thing is is that you know there's there's reason to believe uh, that they're just not going to get it done. Uh, at least in the division, they're going to go to the wild card. Uh, Aaron Judge is just not anywhere near being back yet he hasn't even picked up a bat yet um and just I mean, terrible news for yankees fans well no i mean you know what like like it, it, it is i mean you know like that would be like us losing mookie bets i mean it yeah. would just it, you just you, you, you really things into existence why would you even say that yeah come no, on no no listen Talk on wood i don't have wood near me but i, I got it hey, <laughs> thank you picking up your slack Wait, uh, it's probably not real wood because it's from IKEA. So, all right. If well, if if this happens, everyone gets to blame you. Go yeah. to Home Depot. We'll check back in with you in forty-five minutes, and then me, me <laughs> and Kyle are gonna keep talking about something else. Yeah. I mean, I got like a ceramic hardwood floor. I don't think that'll count though. No wood. But like, like my point is that like you just you really don't really want to see that you know what I mean like I want to beat the I want to beat the Yankees at their best you know what I mean I want to beat them with everybody with Gary Sanchez I want, with I, with I want I want overcoming Mariano Rivera it doesn't feel the same and I yeah. said that I said that when he first went on the DL too because everyone's like oh if you're if you're like you know you want you want to root for them to get hurt I'm like no I, first of all if you, you root, root for, for anybody to get hurt. Yeah. You're a psychopath. Like, right. like, 
the hell's wrong with you that you're actually rooting for a human being to be in pain and also for them to like not like these are guys who've worked their entire lives to get where they're going they're living out their dreams it's just cruel to wish pain on anyone like exactly. maybe a rod but he's a tool so <laughs> you know for judge it's like it's you know it's heartbreaking you know it's killing him especially because he sees exactly what kind of an impact his injury is having on his yeah. team it is yeah. direct it's direct causation literally he's watching his team he had to sit there in the dugout and watch his team get swept in four games against the red sox and you literally <laughs> know he's losing his mind the entire time you you see him watch bird not make that catch last night and you're just like he's about to kill somebody but he yeah. can't because his hand doesn't even work so he can't even right. strangle anybody <laughs> it's, it doesn't work you know it's, it's like it's such a mess you know <laughs> And the thing is, he's a likable guy, too. No, he is. He is. I'm never that person. Like, I hate Yankees. I really do so much. Yeah. Aaron Judge is a likable guy. He's yes, not he a typical prick. Yeah. Yeah. So you, can't no. help, you can't help. You don't feel bad for them because, you know, fuck the Yankees. But you feel bad for Judge. Man, Michael's really going to hate him. Yeah, Michael. Michael. Michael's, Michael's going to have a lot of bleeping to do for us. Um, Sorry, Michael. We love you, buddy. This, I'm not like about the bleeping. He's just gonna hate. He's gonna hate all the Yankee talk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our 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 producer is a Yankee fan of this. Uh, no, he's more. Of, what is he? An editor, I guess. He's an editor of the yeah. pot, of the pot. Yeah. So he's a Yankee fan, but yeah. it's fine. Yankees are Yankees are bad at baseball. Anyway, but, anyway I, I just don't think that they. I don't think they've got it this year. I mm-hmm. mean, I hope a. I hope they don't have it, but b. They just don't look. They kind of look like a bunch of deflated balloons. Aaron Boone. Literally, yeah, yeah. And Aaron Boone, Boone's a joke. Well, He's a joke. He should not have been manager. I, look, if you hire a guy because of a walk-off home run and he has no managerial or coaching experience, you get what you pay for. You're exactly. getting a piece of crap. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for Carlos Beltran. He should have had that job locked up. Uh, or literally anyone. Jorge yeah. Posada was, like, was, Boone, a, was a good pick for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. thank you, thank you, Yankees. You gift wrapped us best manager, like you know, of the year by yeah. by signing that guy instead of Beltron because <laughs> Beltron probably would have had them going, you know, firing on all cylinders. Exactly. Boone's kind of standing there. You know, Boone probably feels the way Wakefield felt when he gave up the home run. The home it's run to Boone. He's yeah. like watching the whole season slip away from him, and he knows he's like, yeah, that one walk off is not going to save me. Because it's not like he was that good of a player aside from that one moment. Exactly. I think he only has like 134 career moments. Yeah. He had like low 100s. <laughs> the guy like the guy like blew out his knee the following year. Like basically that's it. The the, the only two things he has going for him is that he's like either a, a second or third generation MLB player and that one home run. No, I and I, I'm not I'm not really worried about it. Red Sox, you know, they established a really good lead, um, and the Yankees still have a West Coast trip to go on to in, in September. They have a really tough September schedule. Uh, they have Oakland, they have Seattle, and then they face us for six games. I want um, Sean Manaya to no hit the Yankees <laughs> more than I want to get married. Well, he's Sean Manaya. Sean is uh, he's got a lot going on actually. He's, know, he's he's dude, it's crazy. It could, be, it, it could be Mike Fires. Mike Fires against Staten again. You know it, I mean? It's so crazy. It doesn't feel like this is the same season we got no hit by the Oakland Athletics. I that feels like a whole season ago. That's how good they are. Yeah. They, 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 it takes a no-hitter to, to beat these guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At the first no-hitter in 24 years and 364 days. 
okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> if we're talking, if we're talking Yankees, we real quick just have to talk about how much better JD Martinez is than John Carlos Dan because oh my god, did we pull off such a freaking coup choosing the cheaper older guy than the younger guy with the, the payroll that's three times as much? Yeah, my no, god, no I one thought. I mean, like, yeah, you knew JD was great, but did anyone reasonably think, like, mm -mm. of the two of them, that it would be that much of a difference in their performance? Because JD is miles ahead of him in every stat except exit velocity and strikeouts. One of those is good, and the other one is very, very bad. So you're just like, for $110 million and a lot less hassle, we got one of the best hitters in baseball, and they got a guy who twirls like a ballerina every time he strikes out. He does. He does. And you're just uh, like, thank you so much, Yankees. Thank you so much. Big ups to them. Hiring Boone, hiring Stanton, like signing Stanton, you have yeah. to kind of wonder, like, did they want us to win the World Series this year? Is it illusion? I, I it just, theory? I, I, have a, I have a feeling uh, that – JD will continue to do the things that he's doing from this year, but I think I, I hate to say it, but I, I just don't want to see Staten become the guy that he was last year. Next year, you know what I mean? But you know what? He only had that's the only season that's ever happened. Like you know, yeah. everyone's like, oh yeah, fifty. Right. The baseball fans' memory is so short to like forget the fact that besides last season, Stanton didn't play in a full MLB season. Besides his rookie season and last year, every other year he's had an injury that has kept him out at least a month. Yeah. The guy right. is injury prone. He's not a super performer all the time. Last season was a total anomaly for him and everyone else. Yeah, no, and and you know we'll we'll see. Uh, and and I, I hope uh, JD gets his uh, contract uh, restructured uh, so he can stick around. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Um, I, not, I just not a fan of long-term contracts, but like I do want him around. I just him, don't yeah. look at look at what we're dealing with with Pedroia. No, I know. <sighs> yeah, the guy's here but, till twenty twenty-two, and he can barely walk. So it's yeah. like you know, I'm I'm always a fan of being cautious when it comes to locking people in for such a long. I mean, anything can happen in the blink of an eye in baseball. So locking someone out, and the guys JD's already here. What? Uh, is it four or five years, 110 million? It's five years, $110 million. Mm -hmm. There are like opt outs, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe give him a raise, maybe like lock him in a little bit longer, but don't go. I mean, one season is not enough to be like, all right, give JD Martinez a 15 year, $700 million contract. Not that yet. stuff never works. It, look at Stanton. Look! Right. Look at the mess the Marlins had to deal with getting rid of Stanton because they gave him this ridiculous contract. Yeah, yep. you know it's just not worth it. No, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, you know, I, I just, I really hope JD sticks around. I, I really, I really want him and Mookie to stick around for a long run. Um, real quick, I just want to give out, uh, give a shout out, uh, some update on uh, BostonSportsExtra.com. Um, we are now sponsored by SeatGeek. Uh, so yay on us. Um, so uh, we have our own promo code. Uh, it's BSE, B-S-E, 
you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, SeatGeek, you can uh, go on SeatGeek.com. You can get the SeatGeek app. Um, and it's honestly, it is, it is, it is the best way to buy tickets. I've used StubHub. I've used, you know, Ticketmaster, all those other names, but, um, I, I mean, I, I like SeatGeek, um, a lot. Uh, they, they give you, they give you a great value on your, on your seats. Um, you could do it for concerts. You could do it for sports, sporting events, uh, you know, anything that they sell tickets. So, um, check them out. SeatGeek promo code BSE $20 off your first purchase. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're uh, we 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 talked about a lot. We didn't even get through everything that we wanted to, um, but you know what? Like, I think um, you know we can we can really pick up where we left off uh, on another episode, honestly, because uh, yeah. you know this is probably the best episode we've ever recorded, uh, and I think it's the best episode any podcast has ever recorded in the history of uh, of podcasting. So, um, you know, we could go on for hours, but I think it's time for us to go to sleep. It's yeah. 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Gabriella, so I, I know you're still going to be up for another few hours arguing with people on Twitter. And yeah, your boys got class in about six hours, so. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So it's Porchy's bedtime. Uh, guys. <laughs> okay. Guys, this was a tremendous episode. Uh, I hope the, the, all, all you listeners loved it. Uh, you know, uh, Gabrielle. From the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you so much. We hope to have you on soon. Uh, you know, you're you're always you're always welcome to come on whenever you want. Just let us know, and we'll always have you on again. Thanks for um, having me. Tremendous, so great, it's great so episode. Nice to, like, leave a Red Sox win and then get to talk Red Sox for like you know an hour and a half yeah. is such a pleasure. A plus a a plus day for you. Uh, oh. A plus day for our team. Let's let's yeah. just let's. Take a moment to appreciate <laughs> yeah. what we just witnessed because it's a new MLB season high runs in an inning tonight. That was great. Yeah. 92 great. and 42. Yep. We ain't looking back That's now, guys. Exactly. I mean, this is a great episode. Definitely, definitely link up uh, once again. Probably this is going to be the most exciting episode to listen to. Can't wait to hear yeah. in a couple days. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Way to tell everyone at the end of the episode that it's the most exciting episode to listen to. Um, I will listen. It is like 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 going, that? Kyle. I, if you want, I could record a little blurb from before, so so it sound like I'm saying it from the beginning. Michael, no, no. edit all this out, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gabrielle, what is your uh, get get your Twitter name out there? Uh, your your Twitter username, or you want to you know you could do girl at the game as well. Get it out there. What's your 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 Twitter handles? So we've got girl at the game dot com which is also our twitter handle girl at the game but i'm on twitter gf star with two r's one gf star one um that's my personal twitter where i spend my days tweeting pictures of my dog and taking down moronic yankees fans so yeah. and, live tweeting and, girl form. And, and live tweeting every red sox game obviously yeah yeah so great follow check her out uh, and uh, that's all we got for tonight, guys. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with more Red Sox info and stuff. Thank you, guys. Red <laughs> Sox and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>